You guys, guess what I did? I last week did a whole podcast episode about high yield savings accounts versus money market accounts. And it turns out I recorded the entire thing without sound. So <laughs> that was my quick tip last week was going through and doing all that. But I guess we're re-recording it. And now I'm like, well, what was my life update? My life update was probably the fact that me and my boyfriend broke up. Like how I just like drop the bomb on you guys so casually. But to be fair, I already processed this with you guys in an episode you're never going to hear because I didn't record it with the sound on. Um, it's so funny because my podcasting team was like, hey, just so you know, we don't hear anything on this. So can you like check your native files and see if like, you know, you have sound? And sure enough, I did not. My guess is I like just didn't turn on the microphone or something. And it's funny because last week I was having like a very difficult like sensory week where everything just felt overwhelming. And every time I was trying to like record something, something would go wrong. And I was just overwhelmed by like the planes flying ahead and or overhead and cash like crying to go outside the whole time and then logan barking at the front door because a guy came to install ac like and didn't give me a 24-hour notice and so it was just like everything was just like cranking up the volume of frustration and eventually i was just like i feel like i'm gonna pop And yeah, those moments make me realize that I definitely do have some ADHD going on and maybe even a little stroke of autism as well, because just like the sensory issues, the overload of too much going on. But here's the thing. It also happens to me when I just am not getting good quality sleep. And I will say I'm a little bit there right now as well. So yeah, and it's here's the thing. I slept great last night. I don't understand why I feel so freaking tired. I think it's probably because I've been doing jujitsu and CrossFit. And so my body's, whoa, we're tired, lady. We are tired. So luckily, my best friend is coming in tomorrow. And so I'm not going to be doing any intense exercise from Tuesday to, well, Tuesday afternoon. I'll go to CrossFit in the morning, but I won't be doing anything Wednesday, Thursday. So I'll have a little bit of a break to chill and just go on walks and stuff. And that'll be great. So So yeah, I guess I should talk about the fact that my boyfriend and I broke up because I'm sure you guys are all like, whoa, 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 she's going on a tangent talking about jujitsu and CrossFit. She's not taking us on the journey of her breakup. So obviously I'm smiling and laughing about it, but that's not like a reflection of how I feel about the situation. I'm okay, I will say. Tarek and I are friends. We're fine. I don't know how close of friends we will be because I know it definitely was not... Not that it wasn't a good breakup, but it was not necessarily a mutual breakup. And I just was not getting what I needed out of the relationship. And a lot of things have taken place over the last couple of months that have just made me realize that I wasn't getting what I needed out of the relationship. And it's not that he didn't want to give me those things. It's just that I don't think he's necessarily able to. So, you know, I had to really ask myself if I was okay with accepting and essentially settling for what I didn't want or wasn't okay with. And the answer, of course, was no, I'm not. And I tried really everything that I could to be okay with the situation I was in and to, you know, I wanted very much for Tarek to be my person. He's a wonderful human being. He is Logan's dad. He is a hype man. He's the person who is so good at fighting my demons with me. And when I say demons, I mostly mean trolls on the internet, (laughs) not my own personal demons. My own personal demons, I'm pretty good at battling myself. 
And I love him a lot. It's just that we really did not have a romantic partnership in the way that I would like a romantic partnership. We were more like friends. So it was just, yeah, it was tough coming to that realization and deciding I want more, even if that means spending a lot of time alone and figuring it out. And yeah, I would rather do that than be in a relationship where I'm constantly wanting something more. So I love him a lot. I wish him nothing but the best. And I hope we do remain friends because he is truly a wonderful person. And it really did hurt me to lose him as a friend. Because, yeah, I think we'll be able to like occasionally communicate. But you know how it is. It's never going to be the same. You're never going to text as often as you do or talk as often as you do. So it's like there's still some mourning to be had. But in terms of a romantic partnership, I don't feel like I'm mourning that as much just because we didn't really have a romantic partnership. We had more of a friendship. And I loved our friendship. We had a very good friendship, but it was just missing that stuff. So I love him. I'm sending nothing but love out into the world to him. And I know he doesn't listen to this podcast, but if it happens to get back to him, I never want him to feel like I'm putting him on blast. It was a really tough decision. He fits in really well with my family and we all love him. We love having him around. He, like I said, is a a hype man and a total sweetheart. So that breaks my heart to not have him around the family in the same way that he was showing up for the family stuff. So that's hard. I'm okay. I'm sad for sure. I'm sad in the losing a friend, but I am, I'm more at peace because it was something that was kind of lingering over my head for about two months. And yeah, you know, you know how that is. I know how that is anyway. So yeah, we are, starting our single girl life here out in San Diego. And it's a little bit scary to be like, you know, this apartment I got specifically thinking that at some point he would come out here and join me, but it's not going to work out that way. And, you know, that's why I went with a one bedroom because I was like, well, if for some reason he doesn't, I don't want to be stuck in a $3,500 a month apartment just for two bedrooms that I don't necessarily need. So yeah. I guess that's, I mean, that's really all I'm willing to share at this point. So I don't really think there is that much more to be said, to be totally honest. I think it's good to highlight when a breakup, at least I won't want to say the breakup was good because I don't think it was good on his end. I don't know though, because we haven't really talked much, but it's, it was the right thing. And I, I have nothing but love for him at this point. So here we go. I don't know if you guys are following me on my personal Instagram. I started a personal Instagram, I think last week or the week before. And I did it just because it's like, I'm going to be meeting new people here in San Diego. And I don't want to be following a bunch of personal accounts on my Clo Bear account because it just, it's not helpful for me. I need to be able to see like content that I need to see for business. And I need to treat that like a business account because it is. And I like to separate the two. So I was like, I'm gonna start a personal account so I can like follow my friends and like treat it like a fun thing. So I did share the fact that we broke up on my personal account. So if you're not following me there and you want to see the inside scoop of my life, it's at the Chloe Daniels. Pretty easy to remember. And thank you to everybody who messaged me. You guys were all really sweet, but I don't know where I was going with that. I don't remember. I guess that's it. I have a personal account now and I did share this on my personal Instagram. I don't really know if I'm going to share it on the Clobergram because it just doesn't feel necessary. But I do think like for the people who do want to see the behind the scenes, that's why I shared it on the Chloe Daniels. So yeah, it's a weird thing to navigate. I think that there's value in sharing 
healthy decisions to end something. Oh, what I was going to say is that what I shared in that post was just kind of talking about how there's part of me that is embarrassed, like for sharing our relationship so soon publicly. And I think that I've obviously, I've gotten over that embarrassment because it's like, well, I would much rather be a fool for believing in love and for believing in the potential of someone and for being excited and being hopeful than completely close myself off to love. And like, I've definitely done that before. I spent a long time believing I would never find love and that was not a happy place to be living in. So yeah, I kind of got over that, but it was a little bit difficult to just be like, Hey, I know I said that I thought this was my person. I know I was being honest and vulnerable, but yeah, it's okay. Things change. People change. I changed. So I have more information now (laughs) on what I want and what I need. And yeah, I'm not embarrassed about it anymore. I guess that's it. So let's talk about the quick tip of the week. I wanted to talk about high yield savings accounts versus money market accounts because a lot of people will DM me and be like, Hey, why should I go with a high yield savings account instead of a money market account? And the answer is they're very, very similar. So a high yield savings account, first and foremost, is just a regular bank account. The only difference between a high yield savings account and a regular bank account is the fact that a lot of high yield savings accounts are online. They are member FDIC, but usually they're not tied to something like an ATM card or a debit card. You don't have it like access to a checking account usually. So the way that you transfer money in and out of the account is through your regular bank account. So some of them do have checking accounts. Some of them do have debit cards or Zelle or things along those lines like Ally, what I use. They do have the option to also do an online checking account. They also have the option for Zelle. So, you know, we're starting to see more changes in that space, but essentially that's what it is to think of like an online savings account. So, which I like because it adds this extra obstacle to access your money, which when we're dealing with stuff like emergency funds and savings goals, having those obstacles, and I'm kind of using air quotes around the word obstacle is a good thing because it means we're less likely to dip into it. So, But if you need access to your money, obviously, you can sell it or do whatever you need. Now, a high-yield savings account, usually because there are no brick-and-mortar stores most of the time, they're able to offer you a higher interest on your savings based off of the federal interest rates. And because of that, that's why they're called a high-yield savings account. So we're talking like my Ally savings account right now is paying me about 4%. I think it might be... Yeah, it's exactly 4% right now. Whereas like my Chase bank account, I'm pretty sure it's paying me like 0.1%. So it's a big difference, especially right now with federal interest rates going high. So in terms of a high yield savings account versus a money market account, let's define a money market account since we've already done the high yield savings account. A money market account is also a deposit account that is offered by a lot of banks. It can also be offered by a brokerage, but essentially it's kind of a hybrid between a savings and a checking account. So most checking accounts we don't get interest on, but with a money market account, you do get a debit card. You can have check writing capabilities, but you're going to have a higher savings or a higher yield 
interest rate than you would a checking account. So they are going to limit withdrawals just like a high yield savings account will limit withdrawals because both of them are subject to regulation D, which says that you can only withdraw from a savings account up to six times a month. Granted, some banks have waived that. So like Ally during the pandemic waived the six month withdrawal fee. So if you go above six withdrawals in a month, then you have to pay a fee. Ally actually waived that. I think they have still waived that, but that was kind of cool. And granted, the fees are not huge. It's like $25, I want to say. It might vary bank to bank, but just something to keep in mind. So so let's talk about the big difference. Why would you choose a high-yield savings account versus a money market account or vice versa? So the number one difference, I think, between a money market account and a high-yield savings is your access to money. So like I said, with the high-yield savings account, the access is slightly different. Most high-yield savings accounts are online only, which means in order for you to access the money, you have to use your regular bank account to transfer money in and transfer money out of it. Transferring money out of it can take anywhere from two to three business days unless you have access to like an online savings account and or something along the lines of like Zelle. So again, Ally has that. So you don't, this doesn't necessarily apply. But if you are just using Ally or another high yield savings account to withdraw money, it could take two to three business days for it to hit your regular bank account. So that is something to keep in mind. I personally think that's a good thing because it's like another layer of protection from you just casually dipping into your savings accounts. And so that is something to keep in mind, though, if you're like, oh, I really want access to my money. So if you really are like, I really need access to money, well, you'll either want to use a high yield savings account that gives you that flexibility and has an online checking account that you can transfer in and out of easily. Or you could also consider using a money market account. So because a money market account is kind of that hybrid between a checking and savings account, you can access your money at any time. So that's either through the debit card card or through a check, I guess. (laughs) I mean, who's writing checks? Let's be honest. So that is really the biggest difference. Money market account has the advantage when it comes to money access. However, I think the low key benefit is the fact that you're actually locking your money up and not locking it up. It's just it takes two to three days to get to you in the high yield savings account. So I personally think the advantage when we're talking about saving behavior is the high yield savings account. Now, the next biggest difference is that with a high yield savings account and with a money market account, most of the time when we're dealing with high yield savings accounts, there are not minimum balance requirements. So for example, with my high yield savings account at Ally, and this is not an ad for Ally, but I do love them. I don't have a minimum on how much I need to have in order to keep the account open and not and to avoid fees. Whereas in, in most high yield savings accounts do not have minimums. So I would never recommend a high yield recommend a high yield savings account that had minimums. But the money market account usually has minimums and they are usually a little bit higher than what you would even see with the high yield savings accounts that do require minimums. So you do need to keep that in mind because if you're not able to maintain that balance, that minimum balance, then you're going to be charged fees, which is ridiculous, right? So you do have to kind of pay attention to that. And if you can't keep that, you'll either get charged a fee or you won't get the full interest rate. So personally, in the minimum balance requirement area, I would say that a high yield savings account absolutely wins. 
In terms of safety, I know a lot of people are like, I don't know, an online bank, is that safe? Well, these are all FDIC members. So that means that these are insured up to $250,000 per different type of account per person. So when I say different type of account, that's like your joint account is insured up to $250,000 and your savings account is insured up to $250,000, which I can't remember. I think they're looking at potentially increasing that to half a million. They definitely should. So they're both members of the FDIC. And then if you're dealing with either a money market account with a credit union, or if you're dealing with a high yield savings account at a credit union, then the National Credit Union Administration has your deposits insured as well. So either way, both of these accounts should be member at FDIC insured. So you are good there. So the other thing is just if you decide to choose a money market account because of those minimum balances, a lot of the times they will just have those hidden fees. So pay attention to that. But honestly, because of the minimum balance and because you have easier access to money personally, I would go with a high yield savings account over a money market account. In terms of like interest rates, generally they're going to be about the same. So money market accounts from what I have seen have been slightly lower than a lot of high yield savings accounts. So just kind of pay attention, you know, shop around. But in terms of like which one's the best, it's really not a huge deal. Like this is not going to be a life-changing decision for you. They're both going to be really similar. So if you're like, I already have a money market account and you're like, but I keep seeing people post about this thing all the time, a high yield savings account, should I switch over? And it's like, sure, if it takes you like 10 minutes, but if it's something that you're stressed about and you've got to put like an hour on your calendar, is it really worth it? Probably not unless you're struggling to keep that minimum balance. So I hope that helps for folks who are trying to figure out the difference between the two and figure out which one they would prefer. Uh, We do have an entire episode on high yield savings accounts that I will link in the show notes personally. Like I said, it's not a decision that should take you more than 10 minutes. And there's a lot of good high yield savings accounts out there. I'm sure there's a lot of good money market accounts out there too. I just feel like the high yield savings account is like a no brainer to me, but the money market account is fine as well. So... I hope that helps my friends. If you aren't following us on all the places, follow us on all the places. We now have a personal account at the Chloe Daniels as well. And that's all I got for you guys today. So I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Money Bear Podcast. If you've made it this far, do us a favor, take two seconds, rate, review, and subscribe. It seriously means the world to me. And if you just take a sec to do that, I will appreciate you endlessly. And if you do, let me know on Instagram and I'll thank you personally. So got that. And of course, since we were talking about anything financial on this show, please note that nothing on this show is intended as financial advice. I don't know you, unfortunately. And because of that, I cannot tell you what to do with your money. You've got to work with a financial professional who knows your situation, who is preferably a fiduciary. And keep in mind that everything that we talk about on this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It's all my opinion. So there's that. If you want to see our full terms and conditions, head on over to the show notes. And while you're there, we've got free resources for you to get started on your money journey down in the show notes as well, including a free guide to help you with your budgeting templates and budgeting tutorials and investing 101, understanding the different accounts that are out there. All that good stuff is inside of my free guide, which is also available at thelazyinvestorscourse.com slash guide. 
If you're ready to take our relationship to the next level, I am also hosting a monthly investing class. And that investing class, you can find the times we're offering it this month at thelazyinvestorscourse.com slash webinar. That link is in the show notes as well. And that's where you have the chance to meet me live and ask those money questions live. It's a good time. We've had over 20,000 people as of recording this join or register. And uh, yeah, it's always nice to meet you guys. So I hope to see you there again. All that is available down in the show notes. So thank you again for coming and listening. I appreciate you and I'll see you next week.